Previously on Kings of the Ring, Michael Angel is developing in the ring thanks to working with EWF veteran Pat Stevens. Denny Wayne and Jesse James talked about how former WWA stars were being buried by the Empire in their Southern tour and how to deal with that. After being declared essentially useless by Julian Kane, Dan Sanders officially left the Empire Wrestling Federation. Raphael Angel was brought in to portray Gabriel Angel's gimmick brother, but they're already not getting along backstage. And finally, the bombshell of all bombshells was dropped, as Julian Kane discovered that his head of accounting has been giving him false financial figures all year, and that the Empire is in serious debt, which means that due to the provisions in his father's will, at the end of the year, the company could revert to Louis the Greek and Sal Spinelli. Today's episode would be rated M.A. for profanity, homophobic slurs, and sexual situations. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. Episode 15, The Birth. In the warehouse district of Jersey City, New Jersey, stands the unassuming offices of Jonathan Kane's Empire State Wrestling Federation soon-to-be former home of Julian Kane's Empire Wrestling Federation. Julian sits in the antiquated conference room with three of his father's most trusted advisors, Sal Spinelli, Louis the Greek Janopoulos, and Abraham Forrester. The room is deafeningly quiet as Julian squints at them, while Sal, Abe, and Louis awkwardly look around at each other and the ticking clock. Sal carefully and slowly, raises his piping hot cup of coffee to his lips. Picture this. Madon. Sal is startled as the top of his coffee spills on his lap. Swimsuit models. Sports Illustrated. Swimsuit models. Paired up with Empire wrestlers. For a photo shoot. Julian puts his hands up in the air as if he were framing a screen. Imagine Kim Alexis with Michael Angel. Paulina Poritskova in the Tarzan Kid. Christy Brinkley with the American Viking, Thor Hansen. Sal Spinelli nods his head as he thinks. The most exotic locations around the world. The beaches of Malibu. The Eiffel Tower in Paris. The Gold Coast of Australia. What would be the point? It's making a mark that Empire is taking over the world. Right, Sal? Julian, I think you're onto something. So what do you think, Abe? Can we do this? Sal is almost giddy as he stares at Abe, anticipating his answer. Abe looks back at Sal before scribbling on his pad. Well, that's quite a bit of travel, but hiring these models, it's not going to come cheap. But I see no reason why we can't make up for the difference in a few months. It's settled then. Nigel's with Thor shooting Rambo, so Sal, I want you to handle this. Get the locations, the models, everything. Just expense it all. First class, all the way. We want this done right. Sal can hardly contain his excitement. (laughs) You got it, boss. No, just wait a minute here. I should settle down. I need to be more careful. To not be so reckless. To show more fiscal responsibility. I know we're making money hand over fist, like Sal says. But Abe, 
Can you just verify some kind of budget for me? I can put together a report by the end of the day. Uh, I'd like to do this now. Let's go to your office with the accounting logs and see what we really have. That won't be necessary, Julian. I keep financial summaries on hand. You're so goddamn efficient, aren't you, Abe? Thank you. Abe straightens his tie with a smile. He opens his briefcase and pulls out a small stack of papers. Julian stands and snatches the papers and looks through them. Hmm, let's see here. With his back to them, he spreads the papers out on the floor. I need to look at them all at once to really uh, absorb what I'm seeing. The others are confused at first, until they look down at the papers and see the stream of yellow liquid splashing down as Julian Kane is urinating all over Julian, them. please, oh, Mr. No. Kane, what is the meaning of this? Julian zips up and walks to Abraham and rubs his hand, still moist with the drips of his own urine. Hey, stop! All over Abraham's bald head. What are you doing? I think I'm going to need something better. Julian leans over the table and pushes the button on the intercom. Janine, send in the head of accounting. But I'm the head of accounting. In walks Jerry Guzman with an accounting book and files along with six security guards. Abraham looks nervous as his eyes dart between Sal and Julian. The jig is up, Abe. Young Jerry here showed me our actual monthly figures for all of 1984, which remarkably only vaguely resemble your statements. Abraham gulps as he looks up at Julian. A look of horror washes over his face. Just be thankful I only pissed on your reports and not your greasy bald head. Abe stammered as he realizes he's been caught. Um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. How many do you want, Abe? How many? How many of these guards do you want to pick you up and throw you out of here? What? Abraham Forrester. For presenting to me, Julian Kane, a monthly serving of pan-fried bullshit in some feeble attempt to wrest this company from my rule, you're fired. Louis is stunned. Sal's hands clench the arms of the chair as he absorbs all that's happening. Abraham is frozen and looks up at Julian, bug-eyed. Cat got your tongue? Julian holds up two fingers and two of the security guards grab Abraham by the shoulders and the waist of his pants and lift him into the air like a child. Hey! They drag him out of the office. Julian stands, leaning against the chair with his hands, taking a moment. Oh, I can't believe he did that. What a scumbag. I am appalled. Julian cannot believe the balls on Sal. Sal, do I look like the hot blonde chick from the Fall Guy? Of course not, Julian. Then why are you trying to fuck me like the hot blonde chick from the Fall Guy? <laughs> what are you talking about? Julian begins pacing. Must we really go through this? Go through what? The provisions of my father's will were quite clear. But if I fail with Empire, the company falls to you. Abraham had nothing to gain unless a deal was struck with the beneficiary. Hey, it ain't just me. Louis gets a company, too. Louis is speechless and looks back at Sal, aghast. Louis doesn't have it in him to strike a deal with Abe. Julian looks at Louis with disgust. Louis has no balls. But you, Sal, 
You have balls the size of grapefruits. I hate to admit, I barely noticed what you were doing. All year long in my ear. Spend, 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 Julian. Spend, spend, spend. Sal's face changes from fearful innocence to anger and stands to his full six foot three inch height. The security guards put their hands on their billy clubs, ready to pull them out. Of course we worked you, Julian. You were so wrapped up in your own bullshit, your vision, that you weren't minding the store. You were never qualified to run this ship, and Abraham knew this, which is why I didn't have to do shit to convince him. Julian Kane, you are the biggest mark in the business. A mark for yourself. And even with all your big talk, I know the truth about you. That all you are is a scared little boy. Sal flips the giant table over, sending everything crashing. As he stares at Julian with fire in his eyes, Julian winces and moves backwards as his mind flashes back to when he was a child and Sal, as a young man, used to terrorize and threaten him. The four security guards charge on Sal as Jerry Guzman runs away. He knocks one of them out with one punch. Another grabs him from behind and he runs backwards and crushes him against the wall with all of his 350 pounds. Another raises the billy club to him and Sal kicks him in the groin. The final guard charges and Sal scoops him up in a body slam and drops him onto a chair on the floor, bending him in half. All four security guards are down. Sal, breathing heavily, turns to Julian as he cracks his own knuckles and walks towards him. And now, Julian, I'm gonna do to you what your father should have done years ago. Knock your fucking teeth down your throat. Sal lunges at Julian. Julian jumps back, banging his head against the wall and collapses on the ground, covering up in the fetal position, petrified. Ah! Enough! Julian opens his eyes to see Sal face down on the floor and Louis the Greek on top of him. His legs laced in Sal's from a drop toe hold. Louis floats over on Sal's back and holds him down with a hammerlock. Louis, you goat fucking olive son of- Louis cinches in the hammerlock even tighter. I said that's enough! The guards recover and use two pair of handcuffs to restrain Sal and lift him up. Julian is still on the floor and begins to relax his clenched body as Sal is taken away. <laughs> this it don't mean shit. If you've seen the papers, Julie, then you know you're in a black hole of debt and there ain't no getting out. I'll tell you one thing though, I did come around to your vision and it is better than your old man. <laughs> And I'm gonna enjoy running this company come January. <laughs> Fuck you, Julian. Fuck you. Julian slowly leans up to his knees. Louis helps him up. <laughs> Julie, are you alright? I'm sorry. I had no idea Abraham and Sal were running an angle. I should have seen it. Julian slowly turns his head to Louis. You're fired. Julian, I played no part. I, I tried to stop you from spending. You know this. How can I trust you? 
knowing that you benefit from my demise and that I have no power over you. You trust me by, by trusting me. I don't want the empire. Julian, search your heart. What does your heart tell you? My heart says nothing. Julian stares into space as his eyes water. It never did. Louis sighs, stands up and brushes off his jacket. <sighs> I would have been there with you until the end. As Louis walks away, head held low, Julian Kane remains kneeling on the floor, alone. Chris Stanley a young man without a title or a true position in All South Wrestling, today is a driver. His passenger, long-standing champion for the Empire State Wrestling Federation, the All-American Dan Sanders, who's staring out into the single-lane rural highway en route to the Civic Center in Lake Charles, Louisiana. So, uh, working Willie Dean again tonight? Yeah. You, uh, doing the same match. Why? Is there a problem? No, of course not. Uh, the crowds in Lake Charles are pretty hot from what I've seen. I'm sure this group will show more energy than Houston. Both stare in silence. I'm there to wrestle a match. What the crowd does is up to them. Chris nods and doesn't respond. You know, there is a degree of chemistry to every match. It's a dance, and sometimes it takes time to figure each other out. Sure, I can see that. When two guys aren't on the same page, the match can get a little clumsy and doesn't translate well to the fans. Willie keeps trying to turn our match into a brawl, telling me to punch him all the time. Well, the fans down here like brawls. A lot. I don't do that shit anymore. So when he calls those spots, I'm not gonna do it. I just take him down. I wasn't All-American in Minnesota, after all. But you used to. Some of my favorite matches, the matches that made me such a big fan of yours, were your brawls with guys like the Bronx Bombers and your big feud with the Mad Dog in 1980. Not anymore, kid. Lately, I've been questioning a lot of what we do in that ring, especially punches. We do it because that's what you do, but it's bullshit. The fans are starting to smarten up to that. Guys throw 10 punches in a match. In Tennessee, 50 punches. No one's hands get broken, no black eyes, broken nose. Nothing. I haven't thrown a punch in two years. Yeah, I noticed. I beg your pardon. Listen, I, I get it. Our sport hinges on being taken seriously, and I respect why you made the changes in the ring for that. But let me be frank here. It can be kind of boring, too. Sanders turns and looks at him. I apologize, sir, if I'm overstepping, but I've watched every match you had in Empire and watched you change in the past couple years and could tell things changed with the fans because it changed for me too. People stopped cheering for you with their heart. They did it out of habit and gratitude for what you used to be. I mean, I hate to say it, but your matches became uh, less exciting and you got out of shape too. I changed my workout regimen to build more internal strength. That bodybuilding shit does nothing for you in a real fight, but it does for wrestling fans. 
To you, you were improving your body in a good way, but none of us knew that. It just looked like you gave up. I think you can work a more realistic amateur style, but still be exciting at the same time. It's been years since you wrestled in Japan, right? Yeah, so? I've seen pictures in the digest. Guys like uh, Masa Nomura throw these weird suplexes from the side, from behind, everywhere. No one does that out here. Maybe when Willie Dean throws a big punch and you duck, instead of doing a double leg takedown like you're in friggin' college, grab him by the side or on the waist, hoist him up and dump him on his head. That kind of suplex is an amateur move, right? You should do something like that. Otherwise you're continuing to kill your career. Dan turns away, shaking his head, and stares out at the Lake Charles Civic Center approaching. Chris's stomach knots up nervously, and he feels like he's going to puke as he's consumed with regret that his big mouth wouldn't shut up. Michael Angel is at LaGuardia Airport in Queens, standing with Les Henderson, who's smoking a cigarette. Michael's muscle-bound body is bursting out of his tight gold gym t-shirt as he drinks straight out of a pint carton of milk as they look out the large windows, waiting for the other wrestlers to arrive. Caught your match last night, Michael. Some good shit. Oh, Pat, that guy can sell his ass off, make me look like a million bucks. A long blue Lincoln Continental pulls up to the curb as Henderson drops his cigarette on the airport floor and snuffs it out with his foot. Ah, here he is now. You know, he's getting up there in years, but Pat Stevens is still one of the best workers in the business. The veteran wrestler steps out of the passenger side wearing his suit with yellow ascot, and the driver, another well-dressed man in a suit and hat, opens the trunk to retrieve Pat's Halliburton. Shit, Pat's got a chauffeur? I'm not getting paid enough, brother. <laughs> no, that's his partner, Peter. Partner? I only seen him work singles. Not his tag team partner, his boyfriend. Are you ribbing me? He's queer? Yep. They watch as Pat waves to Peter and carries his suitcase in. What, and he just acts like some guy, like everything's normal? The fuck you think he is? I've known Pat for years, and he's money in the ring, and that's all that counts. In Texas, those kind of people don't just walk around in the open like that. What can I say, Michael? We're in New York now. <laughs> Probably why I wanted to work with me, fucking homo. At the Drift Inn, a cheap motel in Charleston, South Carolina, Trixie, one of the many special wrestling fans who follow the wrestlers after the matches, is on one of the beds, riding the 320-pound powerhouse Hercules Harris, while Tommy Aloha is seated at a table, concentrating on turning a bag of marijuana into the most perfectly rolled joints. Hercules finishes and slaps her naked cheek as she rolls off of him, and he lays back, exhausted. She stumbles around with a cigarette in her mouth and pulls her panties and shorts over her enormous bush. Thanks, Herc. See you next week. Hey, I'm bringing some blow next time. Tommy licks the edge of the paper and seals up the joint and places it next to a half dozen others. Hey, Bob, I think she was next door before she come knock. How would you know? You been nose deep in that shit the whole time she here. Recognize the voice. I hear the same noise through the wall. Who's next door? Zack. Who? Zack like. Executioner number three. Hercules jumps out of bed and Tommy laughs. He runs to the sink and starts splashing soap and water all over his junk. Good to see you laughing again. You was all pissed off after the match tonight. 
Oh, I still hoo-hoo. This bacalolo only thing make feel better. Hercules comes back in the room, scrubbing his crotch with a towel to dry off and clean. I still don't get it. We just main evented with Jessa Jane, the world champion, in front of a sold-out arena. Why you got heat? Jesse Jane, that John Wayne wannabe. Come in, make me look like Chaba. What? I just said we worked the main event. Tommy sprinkles the weed into the paper, carefully measured out. We've been working Rebel all year. One night they fuck me, not a night they fuck you, not a night we Broadway, but we never clean pin any of them redneck fuckers. It's a slow burn, Tommy. You know how it works. He rolls it, tight as a needle. Tonight, Jesse Jane pinned Denny Wayne. First try. Come on now. You bring all his buddy too. Lovelace. He the shits. Miss Kitty, only reason that fuck under business. You watch, Pa. One by one, we lose our spot. Man, you smoke too much of that shit. Making you paranoid. Tommy puts a joint in his mouth and lights it. No bada. Bacololo, open my eyes. Listen, Tommy. We'll get our heat back in Greensboro. That's our blow-off with the Rebels. Losers split up as a team. Those turkeys fucking off to Dallas, remember? Ever since punishment go to Empire, I the top baby face here. Jesse, top baby Atlanta. Atlanta, no more. Jesse, here now. Jesse, got the belt now. Jesse, got the book now. Who gonna be Stan? The Hawaiian bar or the Howley with the book? Well, ain't there room for both of you? Jesse gonna bury me and every other baby face to get himself over. He the booker. That's how the business work. Pretty boy Willie Dean has Dan Sanders backed into the ropes while still trapped in a front face lock. The referee stops the action and gives Willie a count of five to release Sanders. Dan stands up and raises both arms in a sign of sportsmanship and fair play to allow Willie to release him. Willie, taking the cue, backs out slowly and then socks Sanders in the gut. Sanders bends over to act like the wind's been knocked out of him. While he sells the move, the referee admonishes Willie Dean. As Sanders is standing again, Willie moves towards him and swings a wild right hand. Sanders ducks the punch. Willie spins through and Sanders catches Willie Dean around the waist and lifts him straight up in the air and falls back in a beautiful Saido suplex. Sending Willie crashing to the mat and the Civic Center explodes. Burt Ironside is standing with his son Gabriel behind the arena as the crew loads up for the next town and the wrestlers who hadn't already left start heading out. You hear the news, son? Empire shit the bed at Reunion Arena. It's because of Ran TV showing Michael getting pinned from three years ago. An old matches of Leroy doing jobs, too. Finished it off with Russell Linderman on commentary, making it clear they left All South for easier competition. Jeez, Dad, you serious? Sure our fans are going to appreciate us burying Michael and Leroy after all the years they put in? Gay. Julian is the one fucking everything up, putting his shit on cable and everywhere else. Our fans are getting smartened up that there's wrestling other than us. We need to let our people know that All South is superior to Empire, because we have the superior wrestlers. And it did the job. They drew less than 8,000 fans for that six-man main with our guys Thor and Donegal. 
Another way to look at it is they almost drew 10,000 in the very first shot. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, the fuck you know. First show is always the biggest. They only go down from there. Yeah, well, you bury one angel, brother. You're burying us all, ain't you? You and Raphael are safe. I'm getting pushed to the moon. I think you may have given him the wrong angel name. Should have called him Lucifer. Don't speak the devil's name like that, boy. That kid is as green as goose shit and a royal jerk on top of it. Raphael drives by in his Pontiac Fiero and pulls over. Hey, Angel Boy, you need to work on that dropkick. It's the shits. <laughs> and I'm gonna fucking drop him if you don't get rid of him. Fuck you, Will. We need him. We're arming up to take... Wait. Chris! Chris! Chris Stanley, who's been hiding from his uncle and Dan Sanders all night, is spotted as he tried to stride by unseen. Get over here, boy! Chris nervously approaches his uncle. I need to talk to you about Dan Sanders. Oh no, no listen, uncle, I, I'm so sorry. I had a lot of coffee that day. I just wasn't myself. I don't know what got over- Shut the fuck up, boy. Pull the truck around for Dan. Huh? I don't know why. It looks like Sanders is taking a shine to you. He says he wants you driving him from now on. Nice work, cousin. Gabriel pats Chris on the back. Julian Kane is dressing down Michael Angel while Les Henderson and Nigel Davies look on. As Pat Stevens is sitting below them, Dr. Bilson examining his eye, which is getting bigger, bloodier, and darker by the second. I thought Bert raised you in a fucking wrestling ring. Didn't he teach you it's a work? Michael stands like a defiant teenager being reprimanded by the police. Pat tries to quell the situation. It's nothing, Julia. Just a potato, that's all. Dr. Bilson helps Pat up. Bullshit. I watched the match. What the fuck is wrong with you elbowing him like that? If you're pissed about not working on top of Thor, you need to reset your expectations. Please, Julia. It's not a big deal. Go on, Michael. Hit the shower. Michael strides off the other way to the showers. Julian, still steaming, shakes his head as Henderson leans into Julian. Uh, listen, Julian. Uh, Michael found out about Pat. Found out what? We were at the airport and he saw Peter drop him off. He asked who he was and I told him. Fucking Henderson. Nigel sighs and takes a long drag from his cigarette. You don't look surprised by this, Nigel. You worked for Bert at All South when the boys were coming up. You know them. Is this gonna be a problem? No, it won't, Julian. I promise. But for the sake of old involved, we should move Michael back with Killian Cavanaugh, or anyone else for that matter. Both of you, follow me. Julian shakes his head angrily as he leads them into a side room. We've got bigger fish to fry than Michael. As you know, Louis and Sal are out. Part of my efforts to trim the fat, figuratively and literally. It's all about the money, boys. And I want Empire lean and mean. You want to fire Pat Stevens? No. Michael? I don't want to fire any of the wrestlers. Since Dan Sanders showed up in Texas, last thing I want is for anyone to think wrestlers are leaving Empire. Well, we're taking 50% of Thor Hansen's payoff of the Stallone movie. But as it's his first film, it's not much. Television does not generate any significant revenue, so as always, it's about the house shows. For starters, we can raise ticket prices. Yeah, start running double shots every Saturday and Sunday. That's all good, but I only want to run in our reliable towns. 
and pulling us out of the south. Julian, while they're not performing as well as other areas, there is promise. We shouldn't abandon the south. We can run again in 85. But for now, no more shows from Florida to Oklahoma. Not even the VBS studios for promos. Nothing. What about St. Louis? We start there after MTV. With the America Channel show, St. Louis is looking a lot like Chicago as a future stronghold. Put them in a regular rotation. I see big things there. And for God's sakes, put Thor Hansen back on the advertising for all these shows. Um, Thor is still in Thailand, and he'll be back for MTV, but has more to film in Mexico and then Hollywood for looping. I know, but Thor is still the main draw. We need him on the bill. Um, I'm not sure we can get away with false advertising for shows we know he will not be at. That is illegal. You of all people know, Nigel. This is wrestling. We don't need to be held accountable for anything. It's not like we're a publicly traded company. Besides, it says card subject to change in the poster. We can do what we want. And absolutely no refunds. Understood? Yes. Yes, sir. This is all good, man. But I still need something more to put us over the top. I need a fucking jackpot. About a supercar like Battle of the Stars. What? Jesse James gimmick. You put a name on our Thanksgiving show to make it stick out and be different. Remember? Battle of the Stars? Like Battle of the Network Stars? No. First one we did was 82, Donnie Goldbeak Crusher. We called it the granddaddy of them all. That sounds stupid. And I'm not going to copy anything Jesse James does. Henderson looks down in shame. I have a better idea. We are going to have a loaded up super show with its own name. Like Battle of the Stars? Nigel gives Henderson a look to shut him up. Brilliant idea, Julian. The blow-off of all blow-offs. And the MTV show will be the perfect springboard to set up this super show, which would be the logical spot for the Thor Hansen Donny Girl dream match, I presume? Yes, we will finally deliver that in maximized fashion. Their house show run was a tune-up. And at MTV, we'll set it up. Yeah, and if MTV's in September, Time's up perfectly to do it on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Why? It's the biggest night in the business. Everybody makes out on Thanksgiving night. It's tradition. You know what else is tradition, Henderson? Fucking ring rats. Do you like standing around in a room naked while some rat gives head to you and five other guys one at a time? Well, as long as I get my dick sucked, I'm happy. Exactly my point, Henderson. You stand around, dick in your hand, Smiling at four other men in a room. Empire stands alone. Our super show will not be on Thanksgiving. What about Christmas? Bert makes huge money Christmas night at Reunion Arena. We did good at the Omni, too. There you go again, Henderson. Getting in line, dick in hand. I want my own holiday. Nigel, looking at a calendar on the wall. Gentlemen, Christmas falls on a Tuesday this year. Therefore, New Year's Eve is Monday, which means the Saturday lies right in the pocket. December 29. There it is. I want to set an all-time gate record. So book Madison Square Garden. We'll triple the ticket prices. Julian, this show's really that big. We should do what Jesse James is doing at CWA. What is he doing there? That program with the Southern Rebels with Hercules and the Hwine? They're running a big blow-off next month in Greensboro. It's already sold out. So? Jesse's setting up 
closed circuit TV. You know, like they did with the Larry Holmes Jerry Cooney fight. They'll beam it on screens at the Charlotte Coliseum, Columbia, all over the territory. We're not going to do anything that redneck Jesse James is doing. Now, enough of your rambling. We need a name. The Super Bowl of Wrestling? No, it needs to be more unique. But something that captures how popular Empire is. I mean, Empire's the biggest thing America has seen since... Since... The Beatles? Beatlemania. Haha, <laughs> that's it. On December 29th, we put on the biggest show of all time in the biggest arena. It'll be glitz and glamour and celebrities. Yes, celebrities will be part of the actual show. This will be bigger than anything Jesse James could dream of happening. This will be the greatest entertainment spectacle of all time. One show to rule them all. It's Empire Mania! Woo! The birth of Empire Mania. There it is. Julian's solution to keep the company. 